welcome to Retro Encounter, episode 181, where we're talking about Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals, part 2. Joining me today are Catherine Lynn Corvelli. Whoop whoop! And Zach Wilkerson. Hey there. And I'm your host, Leona McCallum. So, this is part 2 of our Lufia 2 game, and where we left off, we were left on a pretty tragic, sad note, where Decker had died... Question mark? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Not so subtly reminded throughout the podcast he was not dead. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yes, I mean, we'll talk about that when we get to it, but he is definitely... He's not around. He's not around right now. We'll say that, yeah. Uh, And he had just died in a fight with Adura... And we were just left in a town, sad, but going to continue on our journey to defeat the four Sinistrals who are trying to destroy the world or impose a godlike rulership over the world. How dare they? Why can't they just like let the characters live in peace? I know. It's, <laughs> it's, always, it's always this way with gods, you know? They're so egotistical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look forward to talking about the end because their logic about the whole thing makes somewhere approaching zero sense. So, yes. <laughs> We're going to dive deep yes. into motivations. <laughs> uh, so, we just have our three party members when you first start off. We have Salan, we have Maxim, and we have Guy. And we have no really, like, you're not giving a super great big hint of where, where to go. So you just have to kind of wander to the next village and hope that something happens there. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was because I had just not played for a while, but uh-huh. I genuinely had no idea where I was going when I started back up again. <laughs> yeah, the game doesn't explicitly tell you. Well, oh, mainly, okay. mainly once you get down to those three, it's mainly you need to travel. So mm-hmm. you have to find some means of travel, and there's a boat. Mm-hmm. So, hey, this boat looks good, but... It's not good enough. <laughs> yes. And this is where... So we hear about a scientist or an inventor in a village. I think it's called like Toadstool or something. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> and that sounds right to me. Yeah, it sounds about right. So something like that. <laughs> and there's a genius inventor and he lives in a cave just north of town. And you go to this cave and it is the trolliest thing in the game. <laughs> yeah, I've had worse in the game, but uh, it's not that bad. It's like the game is playing a big joke on you because yeah. there's signs that say, oh, go through this door, and then the door will lead you to like a. I path. never read those signs. I just guessed. I oh, never read those signs. I, I think you would have been better off guessing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Don't read the signs. The signs are there to trick you. Uh, Lexus is a, a meanie like that. He does, does not want to be disturbed, I don't think. He just didn't want to be disturbed from his studies. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But then you meet him, and he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, it's so not nothing bad about him. I mean, yeah. I, I like Lexus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we we do we find Lexus in his laboratory, and he's been working on this engine, which is totally insane to the minds of our pre-industrial revolution party. Mm-hmm. It works <laughs> without any wind. How? Welcome to modern day society. Yes. <laughs> Just runs on pollution. <laughs> As we discover later. Well, yeah, yes. actually because of block point, which I'm greatly relieved that even in the 90s they were thinking about that. Yeah. 
it just stinks with Lexus. He's very short-lived. You don't get to have him long, mm-hmm. but if you actually do get to fight with him, he's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think Lexus gets one of my... Like, he has a weapon similar to Artie where it just hits everyone. Yes. I got that weapon. That was really good. His, just... his like, the, the wrenches. Yes. Because that's what yeah. it is. The icon is a wrench for his type <laughs> of um, equipment he can use. Yeah. I love that. I love the weird I... RPG, like, weapons you can get on characters sometimes. Like some, I've I've played an RPG where someone fought with flowers, and I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I love the battle. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like needle nose pliers, like going over the enemy every time you attack. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> uh, uh, and so we, Lexus is willing to help us soup up our boat by giving us this engine that will let us go fast across the water, but it's going to take time. And during that time, we have to do a little side story about climbing a mountain and getting a flower. Ooh! It's <laughs> so exhilarating for a flower. Yes, there's a lot of like, uh, like, like side stories in this. I mean, this earlier, game. earlier we had to go to get the phantom tree. So I mean, mm-hmm. a flower is not surprising now. Yeah. But, but at least there was like a reason to get the phantom tree this time. It's just like this lady wants this flower. Yeah, or she will die. <laughs> <laughs> She'll die because she wants it so badly. It's not even like oh a cure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I if it was a cure, it would have made sense. Yeah. I still remember when she was like, "Pretty flower." Thanks. I have a reason to live. I, I like the part too where um Solano Cass is drowsy and the kids wondering, What did you just do to my sister? Oh yeah. <laughs> drowsy comes in clutch quite a few times in this game. Yeah. I never usually use drowsy. I never really oh, use it. Oh, not in battle, but in like, plot. Well, yeah. In plot is used <laughs> yeah. a lot. <laughs> Solano uses it like on everyone. Every time they're being annoying, she's like, Okay, drowsy. Okay, time for you sleep. Shh I wonder if she uses it on like um, Jeros, just like shh, <laughs> mommy needs her, oh her rest. Parent <laughs> <laughs> uh, at its finest. Yes, uh, but talking about getting our boat all souped up, we we actually have a name for the boat, and it's Exerion. Am I pronouncing that right? Exerion. Exerion. I don't know the names. It almost looks like Exerion, <laughs> but Exerion sounds fine. Yeah. It, it's the best I can do. <laughs> the boat. Yes. Why not just call it the boat? Well, it's a multifunctional boat because it is our mode of transportation. It is the boat. It is a submarine. It is an airship. It is oh, a, 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 a very brief point, a paraglider. And <laughs> at the very end. It's an awesome moment. I, I will I will admit I do love the submarine music. I love it when you go underwater. I love that music. I have a, a like a fear of underwater. I so like every game where you're playing in the submarine, I'm just like oh, filled with fear the entire time. Final <laughs> Fantasy, yeah, Final Fantasy VII in particular was bad because uh, Emerald Weapon would just be hanging around underwater, and you could turn your yeah. camera and you'd be right in your face. And ever since then, I've been afraid of going underwater in games. Oh no! I mean, the only underwater I get scared of is, is from Sonic, because that that music is so oh. mind rattling. Oh, oh I can't stand that drowning music. <laughs> Anxiety music and personified. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so what 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 do you think 
your favourite mode of travel is. I, I like the airship, personally. Because it's not underwater. I, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like the airship, but, like, I wanted more of it. I feel like we had the airship for, like, 30 seconds before Very the end brief, of the game. Yeah. Which we would have had it a little bit earlier. But other than oh. that, yeah, the, the airship for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a toss-up, because each one has its benefits. The ship lets you encounter monsters in the water, which some of the monsters do give you some of the best gold. There are mm-hmm. some of the... Because uh, the whales. The whales are fantastic. The the submarine, uh, you do gain access to get one capsule monster. Yeah. The airship is fast travel. And then the paraglider, we only get to see for a brief moment and we're done. So I love them all. I could not pick one. Yeah, and also sh- shout out to the warp spell, who is basically the best mode of travel <laughs> in the game. As long as you remember what town to go to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a list times. of 50 towns and I do not remember the names of any of them. Where am Me I supposed to too. go? I've been there. <laughs> When I had to go get that um, statue, the replacement, I'm like, I knew exactly who to go to, <laughs> yes. but I could not remember for the life of me the name of the town I needed to go back to. The Ruby Icon, yep, yep. Yes. I had that exact same moment. It's like, okay, let's try these ten towns. I think I feel like it was in the middle of the game. We'll go for these ten towns. Oh, yeah. my God. The submarine is definitely, like, a more unique, and, and as far as video games go, sort of fun uh, mode of travel. There's not many game RPGs where you play as a submarine, I don't think. Yeah, I can't think of many. Just, just Final Fantasy VII in my brain. Mm-mm. I just could have used a mini-map. That would have been useful. Oh, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> yes, a mini-map would be so lovely, because I'm in the submarine, and I pop out up in the ocean, I'm like, hmm, where am I? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, there's, there's times I'm traveling, even just on the... I, the boat is the hardest to navigate, I would say. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, yeah, the submarine, you only get to see the dark shadows of the land. Mm-hmm. But I've had such troubles with the boat trying to figure out what direction north, east, south, west will take me to on the map. Yeah. Ugh. And I've looked at the map on, like, a, a zoomed-out image, and it's actually quite a beautiful map, really. It's quite well-designed and quite unique because it's very pointy, I've noticed. It's, a lot of land masses are ending in a big point, and it's kind of cool-looking. Uh, but the, the, having these modes of travel open up uh, some like easier optional things you can do. Um, you can go to a casino island. It's called Forfeit Island. Oh my Forfeit gosh, island. yes. Who, who totally missed that. Did you not go to Forfeit Island? Forfeit yeah. island? I, I mean, I may have in previous pre- playthroughs, but I totally missed it this time. Oh my gosh, it's so nice because it's a nice hodgepodge of little mini games. You can play bingo, you can play Mm -hmm. blackjack, you can play slots, and you can actually build up um, points in order to buy some more expensive equipment like the gold eyes and some really good um, Ikea points accessories. Mm -hmm. So it's a good time. It's a good waste of time. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a waste of time, but it's like also... (laughs) you do get some neat stuff from it and you get some very expensive stuff like the bunny sword or whatever that's not as good really for how much effort you put into it that music though in the casino is great it's so upbeat (laughs) anyone out there listen to that music (laughs) (laughs) so you can get go to the casino and is is that where you can get the jewel sonar thing where you can ping to see if a dungeon has unopened chests in it is that where you get that I have never gone that item. I've just always gone gun ho in the dungeons and tried my best to find everything. Oh, really? So have you ever fought the egg dragon? Probably. It's it's not one of my to-do list uh-huh. items if I ever played a game casually. It's never a to-do. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought maybe... I know my brother. I've watched my brother do it plenty of times. But it's yeah. such a cute dragon. Oh my gosh, he takes the whole thing. <laughs> 
green. He's a little <laughs> red thing. He looks feisty with his mouth open. Yeah. Oh. And he's quite a nice guy. Once you beat him, he's just like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> now, what item would you like? Yeah. So, that yeah. is a nice thing with the egg dragon. You do get to choose which item, though. So that mm -hmm. is kind of nice. So the whole thing with the egg dragon is through the game, you'll find dragon eggs. Me, I didn't find that many dragon eggs. Uh, but you can find them and then once you have eight you can go to the egg dragon at the dragon shrine and exchange your eight eggs for either I think ten stat potions it's a I'm seeing it's like a big variety of things yeah. so you can get anything from a sword to multiple rings to mm -hmm. a shield mm -hmm. so just depends on what you're looking for I got an egg ring which raised all my stats to 999 <laughs> Which oh yes, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but after that, he will scatter the eight eggs again, and they will go to chests that you have already opened, <laughs> and they will hide in there. So, if you want more eggs, you have to go to more dungeons. But using the jewel sonar thing, I can't remember what it's called. You can use it, and it will give you a little ping if there's any unopened chests in this particular dungeon. And that's how you can quickly figure out if this dungeon is worth checking for more eggs. As, as you can tell, I've never really ventured to find that. Or oh my god, I'm teaching it. cat stuff about Lufia too! <laughs> I am the master now! <laughs> but that's an intense force for completion. Of oh yeah, I, it's oh, super. Yeah. You, have, you have to, and not only, you don't, to fight the egg dragon, you have to do that three times? Four times? Four times the max, I believe. Yeah, four times, so yeah. And the egg dragon is the toughest boss in the game. I did not do it, but I did watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Save it for another day to try. Yeah, I feel like that would take me a long, long time. <laughs> Is there any other optional things that open up once you get Ixerion? I mean, you can do the Ancient Cave, but you've been able to do that for a while now. Yeah. I think that there's one capsule monster you can get when you get the ship, and I think that's it when you first get the ship. Mm -hmm. Other than that, that I remember. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's next to a town. I remember it's like one of those underground things. And then eventually you need the submarine to go into plot with the game as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can't go to Dunkirk, which is very similar to a town near me, which is called Dunkirk. Oh, now we know where we <laughs> got the inspiration from. <laughs> if only Just change was... one vowel around, they'll never yeah. know. If only it was like bagpipe music or something, I'd be like, ah, I'm home. Home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so you, after that you can do some plot stuff. I think once you're doing Dunkirk is um, Dunkirk, sorry, is uh, find you have to get a ruby icon because it's a prince from a foreign land who's come to this kingdom to marry the princess and as a peace treaty between their two lands, very Romeo and Juliet they're offering a ruby icon but while he's there it gets stolen and he doesn't know what to do, but we just happen to know someone who is very good at creating imitation ruby yeah. items. And good old Jaffy. Jaffy. <laughs> he came in clutch. It's really about who you know in the world, you know? <laughs> Gotta make those connections out there. Yeah. Did you guys notice that the uh, like around the castle, there were the, what are the name of the two thieves again? Birdie and... Oh, um, uh, uh, Bart. Bart and Birdie. Bart yeah, and Bart and Birdie. They were like around the castle and they're like, what, what, why are you Why are you talking to us? It's like this idea that you like would be walking around oh. trying to figure out what's going on there and then the two thieves were there. I thought that was a funny touch. Oh my god, I never noticed that. That's yeah. so cute. I love that. 
attention yeah, it was funny. to detail. <laughs> <laughs> and after Dunkirk, you can go to the next kingdom over, which is another sort of side quest where it's another prince and another prince. No, it's a princess who has a suitor lined up, but she doesn't seem interested at all in him. And she's set a task for this uh, prince to go to this tower at the west of the, 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 the kingdom and go to the very top and bring back this precious gem that's up there that she that she lost. Man, um, girls don't ask for a lot in this game. Yeah. It's a stone, man. <laughs> it really is just a game of the royalty and their immense ineptitude. <laughs> Every kingdom you go, the the royalties are, are not on top of things at all. <laughs> nope. But what happens of no up at the top of this tower is we meet Amon, who is the second Sinistral that we fight. Well, the second Sinistral that we come in contact encounter. with. Encounter. Yes. Well, more encounter. Well, yes. I mean, you, you would technically, uh, it'd be like second and third, if you know what I'm getting to drift of, because technically <laughs> we've already met one, but yes. that's coming up. <laughs> uh, so what do we think about Amon? He is the. I don't remember what he's the sinistral of. Is it is it chaos or something like that? Chaos sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, not a lot of personality there. It's no. Like, uh, everything's the worst, and uh, I'm going to destroy everything, and you guys suck, and that's basically it. So kind of like Gaty's two point yeah. uh, Like me as a yeah. teenager. <laughs> well, well, my take on Amon is his sprite has green hair. You go into battle. He has silver hair. What on earth? Come on. <laughs> Colorblind, I couldn't tell. That's it. <laughs> that was my only thing. The sprites don't match the characters when they go big. Well, well most of them don't match. Yeah, what's, what's with that? It must just be a palette thing, you know? They've only got a limited amount of colors in the overworld or something, because a lot of the sprites are very different from what they look like in battle. Uh... But yeah, there's not a lot to say about him on. He is a bad guy, and he <laughs> likes to destroy things. And... He's, just, he's just in the line of the bad guys you have to face. I mean, uh-huh. I, I mean he's, he's, he's just like a tougher Gades, really. Right. Um, yeah. He even does what Gades does and destroys a village, a whole village, and we go there. And um, we have a very sort of touching scene, I thought, with um, all the dead bodies and taking the time to bury the bodies and Iris is there and she does a little prayer for okay. them. I'm, I'm going to just mention something that I always thought was silly in the game. There's mm-hmm. a lot of bodies, but I think there's only like four or three gravestones. So they just like stacked those bodies or something. <laughs> oh, but mass it, graves. That's, that's dark, man. It's really dark. I know. I'm, about that. I'm sorry. I just always wondered why that was. I mean, they're only, they're only four people. I mean, you can't build that many graves, I guess. The, the world's coming to an end. Time's limited. Uh, and and in, it, it's morbid, too, because you try to talk to any of them and they don't respond. No. I was yeah. Like, yeah, you don't even get a little, oh, you know, they're breathing softly. No, they're dead. Yep. They are dead. Yeah. It changes the direction of your sprite and that's it. Yep. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. So, um, the next part I remember we encounter is uh, Artea or Artie. I can Artie! Never... The, the, as you're right, it, it does shorten it to Artie, so I'm guessing yes. 
his name is Artie. In the game, you wouldn't have the characters. It just spells it as R-T-A-R-T-Y. Mm -hmm. That's why we just called him Artie from the beginning. Yes. Um, And we meet him. He is an elf in the elf village. And he is, well, he has lost, uh, is his girlfriend? Is Karen his girlfriend? I, I've always questioned about that. I can't say. It does, it's not the... conclusive. Yeah, no. It's not conclusive. Uh, I don't think Milka is his kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, that Milka's young. Way too young. Yeah. Uh, and also the brand of a chocolate bar here in Europe. Because oh. <laughs> so I, I laughed, there's a line where like, oh, someone took my Milka. And I'm like, oh, those evil people taking your chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but um, yeah, so we learn from Iris that the, the Sinistrals are energy, basically. They're personified energy and Maxim is full of energy and Salan is full of energy. So there's, there's like this, they're very powerful energy beings, but you need to amplify. They want to amplify their own energy for even more power. And there's a shrine nearby where you can do that. I think the, the elves guard it or whatever. And Karen is there. He's been kidnapped by Amon. Mm-hmm. And she's, I think she said she'd done this, she just let him kidnap him because it would just, it would just destroy the elf village if she didn't cooperate anyway. Yes. So yeah. That was smart of her. But it gets sad too because she actually sacrifices mm-hmm. herself so that way Amon can't do that, but then... Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, she, she kicks Amon's ass. <laughs> so already get, already gets all revved up and he's like, you know what, I'm going to join your party. I'm going to get vengeance and everything. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Lexus leaves the party and vows to Milka to end the pollution that ha- the, the the lab is creating. You know that all the flowers are disappearing, and that's why the elves and the humans are not getting along so well. Is because all the pollution is destroying the environment and uh, very fair and gully. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that so that's when we lose Lexus and we get Artie. And this is our final party. This is the party that we have until the very end. Yep. Yeah, and it's fun too because if you play the, the first one, you're like sort of waiting for like these party members to sort of show up because you know what the final party looks like. And you actually meet Artie in the, um, in the in the first one and he's the one who sort of sends you on your quest for the dual blade. So like it's uh, because he's, he's an elf and I think he's actually in like the third one as well, which I have not played. I've heard it's very bad. Um, but, um, yeah, so so Artie's, it's a, it's a cool moment if you had played the first one to sort of see this character who you had met before sort of come back. And Guy is actually in the first one as well, but he's like 100 years old just because like he eats well or something i don't know <laughs> oh, really? um, but yeah um yeah so it's a cool moment at the first one. Oh, that's cool uh so what do we think about Ari? he suffers from being you need him oh my gosh he makes life so much more easy in the game oh, he's very yeah, his, his light his light spells really uh mm-hmm. 
especially in some of those end game bot. I mean, and against all the Sinistrals, they're all weak to light. So I mean, I'm just like spamming those spells over <laughs> and over again um, to take them down. Um, but yeah, I, I remember sort of being on prosperity like you know years ago. But I think I didn't understand elemental weaknesses well enough. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you do the most damage by far at the end of the game, <laughs> except for the dual blade. Yeah, he's very very useful in battle. That's for sure because he also has the R able, which also hits everyone. And I used that right until the very end. Even though there was stronger weapons, just having a hit all in it, at like attack just was made random encounters so much easier. Uh, what about his personality? It, it, as I was saying before, I think he suffers from like being the, the last party member syndrome, where it's near the end of the game, you don't get as much time with him as other people. But he does have some personality traits. I think he has quite a dry sense of humor. He's, he's quite. Uh, He's quite uh, shady, I think, towards some of the party members, like especially Guy. <laughs> he, he has a few comments about. I think overall, Artie is the a great way to balance out the end game because mm-hmm. he is essential for, as we mentioned, his light attacks, but then also to his personality. He he cares for his village. Yes. So eventually, maybe peace can happen once again for the humans and elves. So that's why he travels with the um, Selene Maximum guy in hopes that maybe by going on this journey, I can find that balance between us again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. So- yeah, Artie is he's just a great all-round addition to the party. And as I said, this is our final party until the end now. So the next big moment that happens is... Well, not a big moment, but it's a, a, a moment I would like to talk about is where you meet Iris, and she is unreasonably <laughs> questioning Salan and Maxim's love. Mm-hmm. And... Solana gets all pissed about it. I would. Yeah. Oh my God. We're, uh, we're, talk, we're talking about the mirror, right? The mirror, yes. I want to yeah. talk about the mirror that, section yeah. of the game. Uh, and Iris basically says, well, prove it to me. Prove me how much you love each other. And Solana's like, fine, I will. <laughs> I want you to climb this tower and look in the mirror. Uh-huh. Okay. You, you look in the mirror, you'll see something. I don't know what we were supposed to see in the mirror, but we definitely... I, I think it's a question of whether, like, they're reflected in it or not. So, like, if they are reflected in the mirror, then mm-hmm. they are, like, truly in love, and it shows, like, their true form or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was supposed um, to be And it's actually cool truth. because they decide that they're not going to do it. They mm-hmm. say, like, oh, well, we don't need to look in the mirror to know we love each other. But if you watch mm-hmm. uh, right before the battle there, and they're backing <gasps> yes, up, you see the... both of them show up. So, yes, yeah, cool I moment. love that part. I, that's exactly why I wanted to talk about this part. It's such yeah. a subtle, clever yeah. detail that the game, as they are backing up, they've decided, you know, they're not going to look in the mirror, but then uh, one one of the party members bursts into the room and says, there's monsters attacking, and they back up a little, and you see their backs turned to the mirror, yes. but they're both reflected there. So they never know that they are truly in love, but we know, and as we saw it, and then the mirror breaks, so they could never find out anyway. Uh, but it was such a clever, well-written moment, I thought. I really loved that part. And then from that Iris, when she appears, you see a different side of her and then questions, mm-hmm. what's going on? So Iris shows up and she repairs the mirror with her magic. And her, her reflection back is Aram. 
Arum. Also, yes. also Lufia. Um, if you guys haven't played the first one, Lufia is actually like Aram in disguise in the first game. So oh. I'm curious, did you guys realize that it was Aram originally, like when, as, as soon as you saw her in the mirror, or not? Yep. I mm. I did because okay. as I was booting up my playthrough for that particular day, I watched the little opening cinematic where Aram is talking to Deos and she's yeah. like, I will go down and whatever. So like I recognized the sprite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I said in the last podcast that I thought she might have been Solan's mother. <laughs> <laughs> you did, yes. Yes, and Cat was like, oh, yes, Leona, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, she's definitely not Solan's mother. She is the third Sinistral. She is Erin, the mistress of death. AKA Big Nose. Oh, her nose is so big. <laughs> I'm sorry. She anyone... doesn't need a sword. She has no. her own sword built in. <laughs> I mean, it is a big anyone, spray. when you go into battle and see her in her true person form, oh my <laughs> gosh, you'll understand the Big Nose reference 100%. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> uh... Some sort of questionable decision was made to make her nose that big, but uh, she is a uh, very pol- like I don't. What do you think her motivations were for helping the party along all this time? Because she doesn't quite know herself. She says why she did it. Why do you guys think she she helped the party despite despite I, being a sinistral? I think there could have just been some goodness in her. Maybe some slightness about how she was able to switch between um, herself and Iris. So I think potentially there was some good in her that mm-hmm. wanted to lead uh, everybody to their purpose of being on this adventure. Mm-hmm. But in the end, she's still a baddie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it. I think that the motivations don't really make any sense unless, again, you've played the first one because actually she. I mean, she is Lufia in the in the first game and she's like a childhood friend of the descendant of Maxim mm-hmm. um, and she's sort of like in hiding um, and so you play as her the whole time and she's actually the one who sort of saves the day at the end of Lufia 1 as well by sort of like going back to her human form and so I think it's this idea that she is the most pulled towards humans but it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense she's like well I don't really know why I helped you and I like this was a test yeah. but Deus doesn't seem to agree that it was a test I don't think that he was testing anything No, um, it is what that's it's just like her, her own like individual uh-huh. um, thing that she wanted to do but yeah I, I think that it's a little more sense if you played the first one but even then it still doesn't make much sense Yeah, <laughs> I have not played the first one sadly so yeah yeah. yeah, I need to get on that. Yeah. Uh, I've not played any of the Game Boy Color games or anything. Lufia 2 is all I've played of the Lufia series. I think it, it's I mean, the only one that's really worth playing, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, yeah. Lufia 1's okay. But, yeah. But if you want to go... It's just the worst version of this game. Yeah, if you want to go to the <laughs> plot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of have my, like, my own, like, maybe, like, theory about, like, the gods and the pantheon in this world. Because they're kind of talking about another god, Arek, at some point. I don't mm-hmm. know if he appears in another game or something, but I was wondering mm-hmm. if this is a sort of like. I think the, also the Japanese translation translates the initials as the mad the the mad gods, so I wonder if they were originally the opposite of what they are claiming to be. So maybe Aram is really the god of life, and maybe Amon is the god of order or something or opposite of what they say they are. They are maybe mm-hmm. fallen or. Like or the opposite of what they are, two-faced gods, maybe. But you're you're really giving no incentive to believe any theories at all. When you mentioned the two faces, it made me think of like the sprite versus the battle scene version. So is that the two faces we're talking <laughs> about? That is the truest two face. This. 
um, but yeah, so she is the most, you know, she is Iris all along, and she is definitely the one, the most fleshed out of the Sinistrals, so, and she's also pretty tough in a battle, she, she's she's pretty tough, I thought, because uh, she has instant death attacks, <laughs> and those are always rough. Oh yes. Speaking yeah. of instant death attacks, there's an enemy in this game. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I, I knew this was coming up. I uh, want to experience them. Yes. I will never want to. Yes, but I have to apologize to Cat for in my brain last podcast she was talking about assassins, and I was like, "What's an assassin? Is it's she how... mispronouncing assassin? Don't correct yep. her, Leona. Just." It may be a speech impediment thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just in, a, in my mind, I'm going. Oh, I don't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't question it. But no, they're literally in the text called assassins. 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 Uh, exactly. That's why it's like I did. I say assassin, no problem. But uh, the, the important question is, what translator decided that that was an appropriate thing to call the enemy? It, well, it's some of the monsters have bad translations. Uh-huh. Like if you look up some of them, they are not what they're supposed to be in mm. there at all. Like, but is yeah. it just a typo? I don't understand. I don't know. I've never... <laughs> it's so weird. It is weird, because like, I think like there's there's an enemy quite clearly that looks like a lich, but he's called a leech. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, with, with their double movements, plus their one KO attacks, they're just as worse as ninjas. Ninjas are the exact same sprite, but yep. black in color. Yep. But they can have twice the attacks to TKO your party members. And it sucks. Yeah, they're, they're that, that is an ancient cave killer. You yeah. run into them, you will probably be done. Oh yeah. my gosh, they have those in the ancient cave. Oh, yes, no. they have the ninjas oh, and the oh, fashion. No. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, I just had to give them. I just had to give them a shout out for just how evil they are in the dungeon. <laughs> they move twice for every one step you take. Yes. They're just impossible. They're relentless. They want to kill you. Yes. <laughs> They're like tougher than any like you know dragon enemy in the game or whatever. Uh, so leading up to the end of the game, we have to get the dual blade. The dual blade is a sword that will amplify Maxim's power enough to be able to fight against the Sinistrals, and it's part of a set of items. I think it's like a set of equipment. Yes, that, where we that, have to where we have to escort these sisters to the top of these towers mm-hmm. in order for us to get it. Yes. But so let's not forget we have to visit the mermaids first. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> See the mermaids under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> and we have the, dra- the dragon mountain before that. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the mermaids rather than the dragon mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do that. Uh, the, the mermaids... Um, it was, I thought it was very cool. Just honestly, they're, they're a little city under the water for a SNES game. I thought they were, they were quite cool. Uh, it, it was just rather short. It was very short. That, so that's why it's hard for me to incorporate the mermaids because you didn't do too much. You did yeah. just enough to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just using them because they introduced Deos, the final yeah. Sinistral, so that's basically why I'm talking about them. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the mermaids, uh, there's Queen Mermaid and her daughter is gone missing, I think it is. Or, or she's stuck somewhere. So you go to where the daughter is stuck and you save her and then Deos appears and he kills quite a few mermaids. And has a little speech and then goes away. <laughs> this could be you. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 
but yeah, so that so this is where we see Deos for the first time, who is the I'd say that he's the, the leader of the Sinistrals, the most powerful yeah. one. Uh, what do we think about Deos? For an end boss, I, I can dig him. It's a good challenge. Mm-hmm. Ar- Aram's harder and more interesting. I think Aram's harder as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought he was a bit of a lame duck for a final boss, to be honest. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. think any of the four of them were all that difficult. No, that, that's, I was about to with say all, that. With all the miracles they're dropping on you at the end there, you get like 50 of them. So I guess we'll get there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we've got, to, we've got to make Luthia 1 happen somehow. You know, you've got to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. It's just even though they, they're they pretty much just high HP monster bosses at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and Deos, you know, he's the last one we meet, so he doesn't have a lot of screen time or anything. So he is very much just a boss that you beat. Uh, he does call us a hoochie. Which <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. What's a hoochie? <laughs> I guess it depends on how you translate it, depending on region or place of the world. <laughs> it, just, no, it, was a, it was definitely the you spoony bard of Luffia too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, um, once we collect all the legendary equipment from the top of these towers, uh, we put we place strategically a, a woman at the top of each tower. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to... oh, they're, oh, they're triplets too. Yeah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And um, they're 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 holding like Doom Island in place or something, so we can go up to Doom Island and uh, fight the Sinistrals. And that's this is the end game now. These four battles, one after the other, and once you beat Deos, we have our very bittersweet ending where Artie and Guy get separated from Maxim and Salan, and. Can they they escape Doom Island, but Maxim and Salan are still on there, and Iris appears before Maxim as Aaron, and his first is like, oh, there's nothing I'm gonna do, I can do. You're gonna die. Doom Island's gonna crash, and Maxim has a little begging moment, just like, please help us, and you you know t- touches her heart, I think, to somewhere where Iris comes yeah. out again, mm-hmm. and she, yeah, she says, to, it's a, it's against my nature, uh-huh. but. Say one thing. No, never mind. I'll help you. <laughs> there's no way to stop it. Actually, yeah, now that you've now that I've thought about it, there's one way. That's why with Aaron. That's why I think there was just some good in her. She's maybe 99% evil, but there's that one yeah. percent that still speaks to her. Yeah, her time just as as the human Iris, I think maybe touched her, changed her a bit compared mm-hmm. to the others. Uh, but why she did that in the first place, no one really can know. But you have to as Maxim go to the sort of crystals that are powering the, the floating island and destroy them. With those crystals, I'm actually really glad it wasn't just like another boss fight and you're just Maximum mm-hmm. for somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you just have to yeah. go to those crystals and be like, okay, look, yeah. dead. Like, yeah. you didn't have to battle them. Because I know there's like some end game stuff where you can run into encounters mm-hmm. and you have to fight something. So I was really glad that the end game, it didn't have a timer. You just had to get this done. Yeah. Uh, and you use Maxim uses his last of his energy for each one. He he, power, he has to use all his sort of energy that they talk about in the game to destroy these crystals. And at the last one, 
Salan appears before him in a ghostly form. She has she has passed away. She passed away because she suffered damage from the fight uh, earlier. And then, using the last of his power, Maxim also dies. And Aww. yeah, and the epilogue is you watching their two ghosts fly from town to town, seeing how the rest of the people you met across the way turned out. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's a nice bittersweet ending. I, yeah. I really appreciated how it tied in like that. It was. It, I thought it was a really well done ending. To be honest, it, was very, it brought a little tear to my eye. Oh yeah. Like, I don't. I can't remember if I cried or not. I, yeah. I really can't remember. I yeah. can because it happened a week ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay, Zach. <laughs> I mean, I think that uh, I really love the moment too because, again, I hate to keep bringing up the first one, but it frames the story so much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like that moment right before they go up to Doom Island where they're talking, and it's like, and Maxim's like, "You can't go, Salon," and she's like, "What? Yes, I can. Yes. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do this together." Um, and I think it's a really sweet moment between them, and like, like it sort of elevates the tragedy of it. Um, and then. Um, yeah, it's really. I think it's really beautiful, um, and it's not really a common thing that you would have seen in games mm-hmm. in the '90s for the two main characters to die. Even though you know it's yeah. coming, it has to go, has to happen because I think it's. I think it's really a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why one of the like things at the end game during the credits and the scenes, it you get that thing where it says "to be continued" in Lufia One. Right. Oh, yeah. So it kind of tells you, it's like, hey, you want to find out more? You can actually go back. <laughs> but it, it can lead to more details as Zach knows more about the connections between the characters. Yeah. But also one of the nice things, too, within the end game, you, <laughs> you actually can see how many times your party members have died. So I oh, think that's yes. a rather cool thing you can see. Yes, that happens also, at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> what also goes over your playtime and little tidbits on that? How many time, how many characters, you, uh, monsters you defeated? Mm-hmm. Um, times that you've had to um, open up chests, like reds and blues. They'll tell you how many you've opened. So it's just kind of nice little summary of your adventure if you can go through all the credits at the end. Yeah, that's right. I want to I want to go back and talk about individually the. The little epilogue scenes for each character before we we, we wrap up the the podcast. So we see, uh, I think we see first is Artie. Is that who we see first? Uh, we when Maxim and Solana are in their ghost form, and we see Artie talking to Milka, and he's talking about this party <laughs> the guy is going to be having. Uh, uh, my friends are dead let's party party (laughs) they only save the world (laughs) to be fair i don't know if they know they're dead yet i think this is pre-knowing they're dead i think so too yes oh wait i can't believe we never talked about uh, like decker decker left by the (laughs) end of decker just before the fight in doom island he comes I mean, back. he's so manly, he rides it on a whale. Oh Come on. He has the, the, coolest, the coolest entrance. It's like, yes. oh no, the town's being attacked by monsters very randomly. And he's like, hang on, I've got this. Comes in on a wave, kills all the monsters. And then it's just like, hey, I'm back for the epilogue. <laughs> and so yeah. Uh, it would have been, been nice if you could have switched your party members around to have him, but no. Would you take that guy for him? Is that who you're implying? <laughs> I don't know who I would switch out. I mean, yeah. literally anyone. I just want Decker. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Decker for life. 
So yeah, it is nice that he does come back alive. So that mm -hmm. is a nice little attribute. Before we go into um, Doom Island, we do get to see that scene where Dakar is safe and sound and just doing what he does best. Yeah, I was so happy. I was so happy. <laughs> now you understand why just question mark I mean, during our podcast. Yes, I mean, it wasn't subtle. It wasn't subtle. But yeah, going back to the epilogue, um, so mostly it's everyone sort of talking about their lives and what like so going think talking about guys talking about his party, but also we visit Cat's favorite character. We see yeah. her again. Uh, where is she? She's, still <laughs> she, she's crying about Maxim because again she doesn't have yeah. anything else. <laughs> oh she is. She's crying again. Uh, yeah, we we see Tia one last time. She's the last person I think we see in the epilogue. Well, the second last person, and it's uh. She has a tear in her eye. She doesn't quite know why, but uh, we know it's because hey, Maxim is dead. She, she told the car she wasn't going to cry anymore. She went against her word. <laughs> I'll admit that I actually thought it was kind of... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I liked it. I, mean, I don't have the hatred of Tia that Kat <laughs> does. It's not a hate. It's a dislike. I can't hate it. It's just a dislike. A severe dislike. To her, she, I mean, she, I think she's moving on. She seems to have a girlfriend now. You know, that, that blonde lady comes out of her shop and comforts her. So she, I think she's got something going for her, at least, now that Maxim's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but the last epilogue scene we see is Maxim Salan over Parasite, at, or Parasite, or whatever it's called. And you see, he, you, you call it parasite. I call it particle, and what yeah. does that call it? Parcelite. Parcel Perfect. There you we call, go. You call it the correct name. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're over there, and they see Jeros, and Jeros is saying, Mama, Mama. So he knows Solan's there. Maxim is furious because he's not saying Dada. I assume that's in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so little Jero somehow knows his parents are nearby, and that's where the game ends. It's just their little floating red and blue particle intertwined above the t the town, and that's the end of Lufia too. How touching! Uh, totally worth it. Yes. So, how do we feel about our journey playing Lufia two for the podcast? We'll start with Zach. What was what was your experience before, and how do you feel now? I mean, I, I, I said, I think, at the beginning of the first podcast, back in, like, 96 when this came out, this was probably mm -hmm. my favorite RPG for a couple of years. Um, I, I think I just really loved the uh, connection between Maxim and Salon, and, um, and especially, uh, you know, having played the first one, I thought it filled in really nice gaps there. Mm -hmm. um, and I just loved the story back then. But uh, playing it now, I think the things that stick out to me are just, like, how quickly it moves. Mm -hmm. um, I love how quickly you move through the dungeons. And given how much time you spend in dungeons, it's amazing how it doesn't feel repetitive. And there's always it always feels like there's, like, there's one other thing you might have missed, but it also doesn't feel unfair. Mm -hmm. um, except for maybe one puzzle, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just love the way it moves. I think the combat system is really snappy. Um, so I don't like it as much as I did then. But it's a great 16 bit RPG. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, back then it was like very amazing. But, you know, we've played a lot of JRPGs since then. And, you know, things don't always seem as good as they were. But I think it's still a very solid game, definitely. Yes. Uh, what about you, Kat? Do you love oh. it just as much in your fifty-first playthrough as you did the fifty times before? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gameplay. I guess I love the characters. Each character yes. has their own development, whether it be for the good, the bad. It doesn't matter. 
it mainly everyone's very well rounded. It has that humor. It has a little bit of everything you could want. It has the mm -hmm. action, the romance, the tragedies, mm -hmm. the suspense. It's a game with everything you could want in an RPG for its time, along with extra side quests, side missions. So even though you can defeat the game main story, you still have so much potential that can keep you coming back for more, whether it be the egg dragon or completing the ancient cave or evolving your capsule monsters to their master classes. It, even the graphics themselves being in the um, SNES era, it still can hold up to its time. Oh, I can yeah. always come back to it. I can always pop it in and be like, hey, I think I know what I'm doing for 99% of it, but maybe there's something I'm forgetting, <laughs> just like that stone detect thing that Star mentioned that I never really got into. <laughs> so it's just knowing that the game has aged very well. Yes. Even th this is like I would recommend as a top ten SNES RPG. Like you, if you have the money, please get it. Please play it. It's beautiful, and you may not play it as many times as I did, but at <laughs> least just get the experience once and cherish what Lufia Two is all about. Yes, I think so. I think it has aged very well, and I think the sprites are the, the graphics are timeless and that sort of vibrant SNES way. You know, they're definitely never going to look ugly ever. Uh, it's not a matter of graphics progressing; it's a matter of style, and these these are this is a very stylish, good-looking game, and um, I I would recommend this. Like, if someone's never played a SNES era RPG, play this one because it is not it's not got that archaic feel that a lot of RPGs back in the game back in the day had. It's very like it's very streamlined and it's very good. So yeah, um, my experience with Lufia Two, excellent game, loved it. Um, I did realise halfway through that I've only played half the game when I thought I had finished this as a child, but I had not. Um, am I playing the ending? I thought it was lovely. Uh, very, very good game. And I would recommend this to people, absolutely. It's a great game to play. Mm -hmm. um, so, now that we're all done talking, you know I have a little question for you guys. And oh. that is in regards to puzzles in the game. Puzzles are a huge part of this game. Everything, in a way, is a puzzle. Moving in a dungeon is a puzzle, in a way. Just the way the enemies move in response to your movements. But there's also literal puzzles in every dungeon. In every room of every dungeon. <laughs> uh, so, I want to ask you which two puzzles, or one puzzle, whichever you're comfortable with, stick out in your mind in the game for good or bad reasons <laughs> let's start with cat okay i'm all i'm just gonna go to the bad i'll go ahead okay. and mention one of them okay. so in dragon mountain i'm not going to talk about the one you think i am i want to talk about the second worst one i want to talk about dragon mountain when you have those plants that will grow as mm. you're moving because oh you have to solve this puzzle in order to continue in the game the other that's one's actually... optional I yeah, think it is because you have to do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That that's the reason. That's exactly what I was stating. You have to do this puzzle in order to progress. Uh, kind of summarize what it is. You have nine plants. They start off as shrubs, but each time you move, one of them grows. So you need to fire arrow those so they don't bloom. If they fully bloom, you have to restart. They, it automatically restarts for you. Yes. It is so cumbersome if you don't get the movements because some of the movements you have to hold r or l in order uh -huh. to stay still and go into a certain direction to get that bush before the other one spawns mm -hmm. so it is rather tricky it's probably at least a good i'd say maybe 20 steps that you have to do in a sequence in order to destroy all the plants as well you can use bombs too 
but oh my gosh, that that puzzle has given me nightmares. Yes, it's a very uh, it's, 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 there's no room for error in that puzzle. No, you have to, I, to learn the movements. <laughs> I 100 percent cheated on it this time, and I have no idea how I had the patience for it as like a 12 year old. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, it, it's it's mind boggling how just something so simple of a concept can just infuriate you internally like that. <laughs> Even though, yeah, I could have mentioned the worst puzzle of the game, I had to give the credit to the plant one because you have to defeat it in order to progress. The yes. other one is optional. So what's your other one then? Oh, but, uh, okay, I went with the bad. I'll okay. go with a good puzzle. Give me a good puzzle. Oh, I'm thinking for all them. Oh, okay, okay. One of my favorite puzzles. I forget which tower it is, but you go up towards the top and you do a monster race. Uh-huh. You, have to, you have to choose which monster you think is going to step on the trigger first. Yes. So you've got to kind of entice them with your sword or with something to kind of get them closer. I've always had the best luck with the um, skeleton. Yes, I use scaly boy as well. So um, <laughs> I think one of them teleports. You also have like the mermaid. I think it's zombie mermaid and skeleton, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering of the three. But you have to entice them to hit that trigger because if they don't, you have to do it again until you get the right one so it can teleport you to the next portion of the dungeon. So I think that's just one of the more rather fun ones. Yes, yeah, it's an imaginative puzzle. It's set up like, you know, it's like they really tested the the strength of their like design their engine you know like what they could do with what they had made so the way the monsters move and the way the tiles work and all that they really like pushed all the puzzles towards that it's nice too because when you first activate it you get the whole little like um doorbell song and the ding 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 ding. so i (laughs) get them all amped up and ready for it and then they land on it and it goes boop 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 oh i love that (laughs) yeah like I tried to like control that with like arrows to like not let the other monsters move, and then that wasn't working. So eventually, uh, I just like stepped on it and then just swung my sword over and over again yes, until the right one hit first. I, I just quit. Just go. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Zach? Give me your puzzle or puzzles. Um. So there's one in the Dragon Mountain um, that we already talked about. That's the worst one. There's also another one where you have to like uh, bomb off all the bushes in like an arrow, and that uh-huh. takes way longer than it should have. That's not the one I'm going to talk about. It, the one I'm going to talk about is from the first half in terms of a bad one. It's the one with all the light colored blocks. You have to like get certain orders like yes. all light up to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is still to me the hardest one in the game, and I don't enjoy it at all. And I don't know what my problem is, and it's not color blindness, which is usually what I would blame it on, <laughs> because that's not what the problem here is. I just could never figure it out correctly. Uh, it's always the wrong placement. Yeah. yeah, it's always terrible when you can't blame your disability on something. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just my brain is wrong. <laughs> like, no, I'm actually just bad at puzzles. Um, in terms of good ones, I can't remember. There's a I don't remember which dungeon it's in, but there's a giant room where you have to like. Um, hookshot across and like move all these different blocks yes. um, over and over and over again. Um, and I just thought that was uh, fun to kind of get the sort of spatial elements of it down. And sometimes you would fall, but it never felt like it was punishing you too badly for yeah. making mistakes. Is that the and one I thought that it was. Sorry. Go ahead. Is that the one where it's this one giant room? That like the whole yes. cave is one giant room and you just have to yeah. hookshot your way across. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that one as well. I thought that one was just fun. Um, and it didn't feel unfair, but it also felt like challenging in a way that seemed um, fun to me. <laughs> uh, so 
I guess I'll go last, but as the person that a good person that I am, I'll let you guys go first. And now you've both talked about ones I was going to talk about, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. There's only like a hundred okay, something. Okay, I'll think of something. Um, so <laughs> I can only talk about one that I hate, and it is the puzzle where you pick up the blocks and you have to sandwich two blocks between them and turn all the other colors blocks between them that color. It's very hard. There is a, a dungeon, and I think we talked about it in the first half of the game, where I just got stuck forever. Like I tried it about thirty times before I went to YouTube and had to just give up. And there's th- like four in a row of them. Mm-hmm. It's so yep. tough. Those yeah, well, were the worst. <laughs> the nice thing about the um, golden red tile puzzle, it's a good like stepping into like. You think this is hard? <laughs> There's nothing nice about those puzzles, Cat. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> so I guess that wraps up our discussion of Lithia too. Uh, thanks so much for talking with me, guys, for for over of two course. hours altogether. Yes. It was a blast. Maybe even three hours at this point. We'll see how it goes. Need more games that I love so I can be here more often. <laughs> you have to take that up with Mike. <laughs> yeah, the pot father. Uh, well, it depends on the polls of what gets mm-hmm. chosen. Shh. Do you, there's no. There's no man behind the curtain. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought there was. We we just all do this off the cuff. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Okay, so I'll move into housekeeping now. Uh, coming up on Retro Encounter next week is an episode on job systems and RPGs, as well as two episodes on East, both of Felgana and April. After that, we have an episode on mini consoles, an RPG villain episode, and a friendly competition special episode. Please rate us on your podcast service of choice, find us on social media, or send us an email at retro at rpgfan.com. Uh, so let's talk personal social medias and where we can be contacted. Zach, where can we find you? Uh, the easiest way would be uh, Zach W at RPGFan.com, and I'm also Zach W on Discord. And Cat? Uh, yeah, through me, you can find me on Discord under Cat. How common is that? Um, <laughs> also through Twitch, since for RPG Fan, I do stream on currently Mondays and Thursdays, so you can yes. just watch me from t- twitch.tv slash RPGFan or my personal channel when I feel like playing the games, twitch.tv slash TheNerdyCat with two Ts. Yeah, I will say, Cat, you always play my favorite games on your Twitch chat. Oh channel, my gosh, so. when I was doing Art um, Razor, oh my gosh, that game. <laughs> I've never played it before. Oh my gosh, that is that is a poof. <laughs> that is a poof. That is a poof. It You've is. Heard it That's how RPG- I'm going to describe every game from now on. RPG fan official, official review. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I just love streaming the games I love or cover. No. you're a poet and you don't know it uh, you can find <laughs> you can find me at starmongus on twitter and at starmongus on discord server which I moderate and uh, also the forums which I also moderate uh, you can find a link to our discord on the RPG fan main page that we have some lively discussions there almost every day so please come join us uh, so that's it guys thanks so much for joining me on this podcast i had a ton of fun it was despite the trials and tribulations of losing an entire episode it was 
It was we a called great experience. It was practice. It was practice. Yes, yes it's, it's <laughs> Leona's hosting abilities tested. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll sign off now. So thanks so much. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us ramble on for about an hour. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.